Scrolling through the watch section on, on Facebook, I came across this interview that was on The Breakfast Club. And for those who don't know, The Breakfast Club is with host DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne. I will not say the rest of his name because I'm not down with that. So I'm calling him Charlemagne. And they were having a conversation with Dr. Umar Johnson. And for those who don't know Dr. Umar Johnson, he's a doctor, primarily a psychological doctor for children, primarily the black children. And during the interview, Charlemagne had asked him the question on are you against interracial marriage? And when I listened to the interview, it lit a spark in me, or which has led me to today. Because he said a whole bunch of stuff that, in my opinion, is complete nonsense. So before I continue on with the conversation, Take a quick listen on the interview on The Breakfast Club. Totally against interracial relationships. I am totally against it, and I want to make sure you understand why. Mm -hmm. It's not because. <laughs> Cut it out, Envy. <laughs> Cut it out, Envy. Don't do that, Envy. I'm going to have a serious conversation. We have a name for it. Okay. The Snow Bunny Crisis. Okay. I am against the Snow Bunny Crisis, and I want your white listeners to understand. Because people be trying to say stuff like, uh, he's the black Hitler. I'm not the black Hitler. I am, I am in no way interested in hurting or harming the life of any human. White, Asian, Chinese, I believe in respecting everybody. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm against interracial marriage in and Charlemagne is because marriage is an economic contract. It's an economic contract. Most women do not marry down in status. They marry up. And if you don't believe me, show me a rich white woman married to a broke-ass black man. Have you ever seen a rich white woman marry a broke-ass black man? No, you have not, and you never will. Because marriage ain't about love, it's not colorblind, and it is totally economic. So if marriage is an economic unification in a contract, how can we, who don't have enough already, give so much to the white woman and to white people who have already taken too much when we got all these black women out here who will never get married. Only one out of every four black women in America will ever taste marriage. And half of them who taste marriage will be divorced within five years. If you want to save the black family, if you want to save the black family, you have to protect it. And in order to protect it, you have to be against interracial marriage. You can't say, I love the black family, but I don't have a problem with interracial marriage. Interracial marriage is eliminating the black family because it is not providing our women with enough uh, available and able black men to be their husbands. So you're it's not, just white, it's not just white women. You just feel the white women, Asian, everybody, everybody. 
Nobody should be marrying out the race. Oof. There's there's a lot of things to cover in that clip. First, when Dr. Umar mentions the phrase, the snow bunny crisis, referring to white people having relations with black people or just a white crisis overall. Now, let me just say this. That's just the way the world is. We live in a predominantly white society. Back in the day, it was the white people that were running the major corporate companies. It was the white people who owned the majority of the stock market. It's actually controlling the stock market. White people just own this world. They run this world, economically speaking. And because they own the world economically, money leading to power, power leading to so on and so forth. That's just the way the world is. Unfortunately, there until Jesus comes back, that's the way it is going to be. Now, I'm not going to be one of those people that say, oh, it is what it is. Because I remember in Genesis, when it was dark, what if God just said, ah, it's dark. It is what it is. No, he created light. So I'm just not down with that phrase. But when Omar says the snow bunny crisis, like, it's always been a crisis when it comes to the minority against white people. It's always been that way. It ain't nothing new. Like, stop it. Okay? And then this next part really ticked me off. When he called marriage a contract. Now, in technicality, yes, it is a contract. A contract between a man and a woman. Not a woman and a woman. Not a man and a man. Oh, jeez. I probably touched a nerve. I'll leave that alone. And that contract states that the two of you will be together until one dies. Or as they say at the altar, till... Death, do you part, I believe. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But that's essentially what it is. And if someone were to break that contract, such as infidelity, adultery, then that partner who was on the end of that adultery could technically sue that other individual. So from a technicality point of view. That is true. But when Dr. Johnson says it's a contract, it's not about love. That That is despicable. Because at least from what I was taught, when two people get married, that shows such a commitment on both parties 
that you're only going to commit to this one person for the rest of your life. There's no easy get out because if there's no marriage and you're just a boyfriend or girlfriend and you date for five years and you said, oh, I had enough, you could simply just walk out. This shit, I'm out. Boom, like nothing ever happened. But if you're married and you're considering leaving your your wife or your husband, it's not as simple as, oh, I'm just going to get out and leave. First of all, you're a coward if you do that. But it's not that easy because you gotta, you would need to go through lawyers. You would need to go through the court system if I ever got to that. You actually need to have a conversation with that person. And if that wife or the husband does not agree to get a divorce, that you ain't marrying anyone else. Now, unfortunately, in this world, they have what is called a separation, where the person is still technically married, but they're dating other people. In, in my opinion, that's an abomination. I mean, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, they're technically separated. And they're technically married. I think there's rumors out there that Kim is dating the guy Pete Davidson, I believe. I mean, despicable. And don't let me get started on her. But the fact that, going back, the fact that Omar Johnson is stating that marriage is not about love. It's complete BS. It's nonsense. That's what the world will portray. Again, going back to, unfortunately, going back to Kim, because she's just the first example that pops in my head. Remember when she dated the ball player, Chris Humphreys, and their marriage lasted for a couple of months? See, that's a contract right there. That's a pure example of a contract. When people are just marrying for status, a publicity stunt, which I believe that was, or anything that does not have to do with having a true love and relationship with, between a man and a woman. Marriage is absolutely about love. It's the pure reason why someone would want to get married. And if anybody marries for any other reason, shame on you. Shame on you. So, did some research and I found two scripture, scriptures that are in the same ballpark of interracial marriage. So the first scripture is in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter seven, verses three through seven. Those are the main scriptures. Now, just to give a little context to this book and the chapter and verses, this is after the Israelites had escaped Egypt. They, they escaped Egypt because 
they saw that the Egyptians, the sons, were essentially being killed horribly. I mean, massacres. And the Egyptians were warning the Israelites, yo, you got to bounce, man. Because if you don't leave, your sons are going to be massacred too. And then that's when the story is told about Moses parting the Red Sea while escaping. Eventually, the Israelites came back. They went to war with the Canaanites on the Canaan land. And the Israelites won. And I believe in the scripture, or at least the the story is that any Canaanites that were left over in the war were forced to hard labor. But that that's the backstory to this scriptures in Deuteronomy. So let's read verse three, Deuteronomy chapter seven. I'll read it from the Amplified if anyone's following. You shall not intermarry with them. You shall not give your daughter to his son, nor shall you take his daughter for your son. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled and burn against you, and he will quickly destroy you. But this is how you shall deal with them. You shall tear down their altars and smash to pieces, their sacred pillars. Then it goes on and on about what they should do, such as setting things on fire. Then at verse six, for you are a holy people, set apart to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be a people for his own possession. That is, his very special treasure. The Lord did not love you and choose you because you were greater in number than any other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. Now, Deuteronomy is in the Old, Old Testament. I bring that up because if someone who doesn't have revelation on the Word of God reads these scriptures, they might have a perception that if, like, violence is the answer, essentially. Okay, if you go back to verse 5, where it reads, tear down the altars and smash to pieces the sacred pillars. All I will say is this. If there's anyone out there who is interested, who is learning for the first time about the Word of God, or wants to get a better understanding of the Word of God, I would 100% recommend and advise that you read the New Testament first. Be because the New Testament, also called the New Covenant, that's what we're under right now, okay? Because back in the Old Testament, it's what my pastor called the lollipop system, where if you do good, good will come to you. If you do bad, 
bad will come to you. And that's when Moses, he had all the laws and I'm pretty sure there's some pictures online where Moses is holding two, it was like gravestone detailing the laws and the rules, thou shalt not kill, etc., etc., Because that's the agreement the people of those days made. So if you go back into the Old Testament and you hear, well, you read stories about people getting swallowed up from the ground, thunder striking down. I believe there's one story about someone getting killed by a bear. It's, it was the Old Testament. They had an agreement back in those days, which I mentioned is the lollipop system. But we don't live under that covenant anymore. And one day I will have an episode talking about the difference between the two. But just for context, I really have the need to share that. But going back to the scripture in Deuteronomy, when the scripture reads, do not intermarry, some people may look at that like, whoa, there you go. It shows do not intermarry. Well, whoa, slow down, partner. Slow down. Slow down. You need to slow. You need to slow. You need to slow down. It's not talking about ethnicities. Okay? It's talking about believers and non-believers. Okay? Go to 2 Corinthians, I believe, chapter 6. Probably 13 or 14. I think it's 14. Where it reads, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And even though that's in the New Testament, that's essentially what is stating in Deuteronomy. If you have the context and have revelation. Not talking about marry strictly within your your race. No. Why would God just have some logic real quick for those who are against interracial marriage or relationships? Why would God create all these ethnic backgrounds if we weren't able or I had opportunities to date different, different ethnic backgrounds. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Okay? And this is coming from a black person, such as myself, where in terms of official relationships, I've only dated a black girl. Only dated a black girl. Okay? But I am totally for interracial relationships, let alone interracial marriage. Because that's why we have all these ethnic backgrounds, all these ethnic groups, Asian, German, Russian, black, white, Spanish, Colombian, Italian. We have such a variety. Why would God create all of these types of races if we weren't allowed the opportunity to have a relationship with those races? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And then during the interview, you didn't hear 
but he mentioned about there's no such thing as half African because we're the dominant gene. Like, Dr. Umar, stop it. You're full of nonsense. You're full of crap. Talking about interracial marriage. It's not about love. Are you kidding me? If you are against interracial relationships, let alone marriage, let me know why. Interested to hear your point of view. All right. We'll be back. We're going to take a break here on All In, All Out. And welcome back to All In, All Out. I'm still here, your host, Brian Allen. As we wrap up today's episode, there's a couple, more couple of things that I feel the need to say regarding today's topic, what Dr. Umar Johnson said, what I said in the last segment. First thing, I understand Johnson's point of view. I understand why him and I'm pretty sure other people, not talking about racists, but other people are against interracial marriage because he did spew some facts. Well, I don't know if they're officially facts, but they sound like facts. And based on the black culture and people I grew up with, I wouldn't be surprised if they were actual facts. Where I believe he said that 50% of black women won't get married. And those who do get married, the marriage only lasts four years on average. So I, I understand why he has that opinion. Because from his perspective, he's looking out for black women. Because black women has gotten such a bad rap for such a long time. I don't even need, even need to explain why all of you who are not living under a rock would know and understand. But... At the end of the day, man, we have all these ethnic groups groups that God has abundantly created. And again, as I mentioned, why would God create all of these races and we were meant to have relationships with these races? And there's nothing, let alone, there's nothing in the Bible that states strictly on ethnic background and race that it's a sin to date people from different ethnic groups. Again, those scriptures I read in Deuteronomy and in 2 Corinthians, it's talking about believers dating non believers which I'm a hundred percent for I don't believe that if you are a true Christian you shouldn't be in a relationship with a non-Christian I'm not talking about an atheist so to speak I'm speaking about someone 
who is not living a godly lifestyle. Because what's going to happen? Conflict. As a Christian person, you don't drink alcohol out of out of pleasure. But your non-believer girlfriend or boyfriend is for drinking because she doesn't live he or she doesn't live a godly lifestyle. Conflict. Conflict. When you have two born again believers, you're not going to have that conflict. That's why in the Bible, it states, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That scripture is speaking to born-again believers. Because, again, there will be conflict. I've experienced that myself, being the Christian young man that I am. And last thing I do want to speak on is when Umar says that marriage is not about love. It's a contract. And it's economic based. Again, I understand why he would say that. Because in the world that we live in, it's strictly money based. Again, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It reads, the love of money is the root. As my pastor would say, the root of all evil. What, is, what does root mean? Foundation. Foundation. All the nonsense you see in the world, all the drama you see in the world, why people are the way that they are in the world, it's money-based. It is not strictly about the paper, about power, finances, economic success, economic stresses. All that evil is because of that. I remember at my job at Petco, I believe, I used to say sometimes, imagine I would take out a dollar and I would tell someone, just imagine this. All the drama you see in this world right now is because of this right here. And I would wave the dollar bill. This right here. People kill for it. People die for it. People backstab for it. People sacrifice for it. People become cowards because of it. And most sadly, they damage their character because of it. So I understand why Umar Johnson feels the way that he feels. But remember, at the end of the day, interracial relationships and marriage is okay. It's not a crime. You will not go to jail. And if anybody ever says anything evil or wrong against interracial relationships, shame on them. They're either ignorant or they're full of hate. Plain and simple. All right, that's it for today. 
I'm done. Thank you all for listening to today's show. I hope that all of you have learned something today. I know I did just speaking on this show <laughs> right now. Don't forget to follow the the podcast on Instagram at All In All Out Podcast. You can follow me on social media, specifically Instagram and Twitter at Salute to Rye. With that being said, give a five star rating, subscribe, and download to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed and stay robust.